Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. All right, welcome back, niggas and friends. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i a little flip. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. I am Nell Carter. This is a journey into South. Okay, okay. Um, a little flip. I'm, I'm hearing a song with a bunch of sound effects in the background. I don't remember the song right now, and someone in wherever he's from is going to be mad. This is, is the Texas? way we ball or something? Something like that. Is that it? I really just thought of him because I was playing Def Jam Fight for New York the other day, and he was one of the few rappers I never hear about anymore that's in that game. Okay. So. Yeah, I don't even. Blessings to Lil Flip and whatever game he's over. flipping That's the one I'm thinking of, yes. Or isn't. Okay, yes. I hope you're doing well, sir. Um. So let's start our show today with some black excellence. And I'm going to go ahead and pass this one on over to a young lady by the name of Nia Dennis. You may have seen her um, viral gymnastics routine mm-hmm. that she gave the world at UCLA's Meet the Bruins intra squad event. I had to Google that because sports. Well, this is like a college thing. Yeah, I guess it's just come look at what look at look at what the other sports can do. Yeah, athletes are doing (laughs) exactly how talented everyone is. Come look at somebody else. Yep, Miss Nia Dennis defied gravity uh, to a Beyonce themed playlist performance mashup song. Um, Gymnastics are amazing to watch to me because I know like Mm -hmm. sticking it is the thing, but just seeing you do 800,000 goddamn flips in the air. It's the flips that gets me. I have never been able to flip. Not ever in my life. Um, This girl was praised by all sorts of celebrities posted all over the damn place. I loved how hype um, all of the other students and gymnasts were. And I love the fact that she ended the performance with the crown over her head. Crown, the hand-shaped crown. Oh, did I miss that? Yeah, that was like the last thing that she did and then everybody stands. Oh, oh yes, there it is. Oh, look how cute she is. So, go ahead. It was really sweet. (laughs) She scored a nearly perfect score of 9.975, so we don't... Wow. 
acknowledge that hating ass other point <laughs> right. zero two what could have even been done like did her ankle go in the wrong direction or something you know who even knows it don't matter sis killed Maybe that shit they they were like i requested 300 rhinestones on each <laughs> leotard correct and i and only see this seems to be no more than 250 and so i'm gonna have to deduct a little bit there sorry nia but yeah great performance and i just saw it all over like everybody i follow on instagram had posted yeah. this the other day that's so. one of those things that was like there that was a whole day's worth of mm-hmm. tweets in my mentions. yeah i hope blue ivy you know Catalog that for future purposes. Like, that, sure, we all know. And, like, and um, Kaylin Allen apparently finding that ch- chocolate bread in the what? You know, Cheesecake Factory, the brown bread. The bread, yeah, in bags, which I've known for a while. But yeah, it's been in stores just, for a minute. Yeah, so that has been in my mentions <laughs> for ages. Well, you now. know how you champion the brown bread. It's delicious and it's really the only bread that they should be giving you because it's the only one that's mm-hmm. good. And we've talked about it before. It's only mermaid and barnacle boy that eat that other ass bread that be at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> so, bye. Um, Ooh, Papa Do's bread is good as fuck too. Look, Papa Do's Jesus God, the things I can't eat because of my <laughs> so disgusting <good>. allergies. <laughs> so good. Papa Do's used to break my heart because yeah. I would look at the just the plating. <laughs> Correct. The plating yes. alone. And I'm just like, wow, <laughs> look at this art that I can never experience for myself. Yep. Because God said, Well, shellfish isn't mm-hmm. gonna be for you, sis. Yeah. But you'll have other things. I had some kind of shrimp queso something at Papa Doe the other day. And I honestly thought about you. I was like, damn, my friend can never experience. But I did have like chicken or whatever that one time I've been to Papa Doe's and it was still really good. Yeah. So it's not like. Their non-seafood dishes are good. You know, just. But you know. That's not what you can. This is true. But you know, there is unlimited bread at that bitch and it is great. So. Better than Red Lobster and that one goddamn. Oh, please. Red Lobster truly wishes. Red Lobster sells lobster, crab shrimp, and if you don't eat that, maybe you can get a salad. Them biscuits. Niggas will eat them biscuits. And bread. And that is about it. Maybe a chicken alfredo. That's right. (laughs) Right. Red Lobster is for people who... Red Lobster is like the nicest restaurant in your town. That is for mm. that is who Red Lobster is for. Everybody else should go somewhere else. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with a Cheddar Bay biscuit. No, there isn't. But you can make them at home. There's a, a million recipes online. Bay. You can do that at home. Hey, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough. Okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me 
to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, there's a famous Abraham Lincoln quote that says, good things come to those who wait. But that's only part of it. The full quote is, good things come to those who wait but only the things left by those who hustle. (laughs) Is that true? Who knows? But if you're a business owner and you want the best people on your team, the same concept applies. Thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring so you find qualified candidates fast. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. There's a lot of really great people out there looking for employment, so let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash the read to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-H-E-R-E-A-D. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So go hire somebody. Um, so this week in our hot tops, Toy Story Foursome. We're gonna begin with some reboot news. All right. Um, so we've got a bit of an update on the previously announced Proud Family reboot coming to Disney Plus, I believe this no target release date. Okay, let me be quiet. But Seems like they've already begun recording. Some of the cast have been taking pictures together. And stuff oh, okay. Like that. But original voices are coming back. You know, you've got Kyla Pratt. You've got Tommy Davidson, Oscar. Well, Tommy Davidson as Oscar. Mm-hmm. You've got Paula J. Parker as Trudy. Queen Jo Marie Payton is coming back as the sugar mama. Cedric the Entertainer is coming back as Uncle Bobby. I just... Oh, I'm so glad. Like, everybody is coming back to... And it's also, like, one thing I really like about it is it doesn't seem like it's too, like, far off chronologically from where they left off. Okay. and Cece are the only ones that kind of look different here, because... I mean, they should be older. Yeah, Cece got, like, Afro puffs now, and they look maybe a little taller. But But are y'all bringing the girl sisters back? That's my question. I feel like that's just That's what we need to know. (laughs) I want to see what everyone is up to. When we found out they were blue because they were ashy. That changed my life. It did. But I actually, like, I remember, I think I found that out way before the internet did. Yeah, it happened on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching it on the show. I feel like like the internet just found that part out at some point recently. Like a big... Y'all had missed that episode. Because I remember it being mentioned on Twitter, I believe, and a huge thread of people being like, what? Is that why they were blue? And I'm like, yes, they acknowledge them being Ashley. (laughs) Like, one of the early episodes. (laughs) I remember that, yeah. I remember reacting to it when the episode aired. I screamed. I hollered. (laughs) Because I really didn't. I was just like, okay, it's a cartoon. Right. When I realized that them bitches were that color because they were ashy, (laughs) I was forever changed. One of the blackest, best goddamn shows, like family shows ever. Yes. Anyway, I also did not know that the creator of that show, Bruce W. Smith, was also the director and like lead character designer or whatever for Baby's Kids. Oh, but that makes sense. When you think about it, yes. Now you're like, oh my god, yes. And I, I. I secretly want to write a new Baby's Kids. 
You should just do it. Like, you should just do it I and pitch do it. A new a baby's kids up today. Originally, I thought, oh, maybe we should do it live action. But like, why? It could be. Yeah, no. Day. Yeah. But I only want to be involved because, in my mind, this is happening, and I'm involved. <laughs> Okay. It's Tone Loke is uh, voicing Pee Wee again. Because, no, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it if I'm that nigga's not going to be the baby again. Who cares? I no. mean, there was just so much about that. And I actually don't even, who was the comedian who was behind that movie? Oh, my God. From, um, what's Friday. his name? Yes. What is his name? Um, but I just know that watching it as an adult, I can see more of like his stand up in it as opposed to just the script. But I always loved that movie, thought it was Robin so fucking funny. Yes, Robin Harris. Always so I would love to see your humor throughout a script about I'm not somebody's kids. I'm just saying, like, I think that a baby's kids like reboot or not i don't I, i'm just so tired of that term now no it could just be like a, a but yeah a just re- like a, a sequel yeah a sequel or even just a reimagining or whatever done you know with yep. care would be fun it would of all of the reboots and remakes today um the n- official name of this show seems to be the proud fam- the proud family louder and prouder louder is this like chris rock's bigger and blacker <laughs> Is that what that is? This is like a reference to that. I guess it's just to differentiate the two. Do I? I feel like it's a bit nitpicky to say that I don't feel like it needed the louder and prouder, but I don't feel like it needed that. I don't. I mean, unless are some people coming out? Penny's best friend, that one little boy, (laughs) see coming out or something. Oh no, they had a gay. They had a gay character. They did. Yes, the little nigga who always wore like the sweatbands. And he had um, like, yeah, yeah. okay. (laughs) Was he gay? Yes, he was. Was it discussed? Was it acknowledged? There was probably a couple of little smart remarks, but nothing I can think of. Oh, yeah, no, he was dope. But yeah, that boy was gay. That boy was gay. I completely forgot about him. Yes. That show was so Come on, louder and prouder. Um, But yeah, I'm excited to see um, what they're going to come up with. And yeah, they talked about how they never sort of, they had a lot more story to tell, so it never really ended for them. So it seems like they've already had Chamber. I'm excited for that. Also, um, a lot of y'all were talking to me about this Candyman trailer. That will be the one and only time I say that during the recording of this podcast. I'm old enough to understand and respect the fact that it is a fictional uh, horror film okay. from the 90s that it was written. You know, mm-hmm. and this is a made up character. You. And Tony Todd is a real person and not, you know, the ghost of a slave with a okay. hand that murders. Is that the plot to Candyman? Yeah, you know, of course you've never you seen Candyman. Have, of course I have never seen Candyman. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, it's about... um. That's a little too much. Yeah, it's like this, he was a slave, and I don't remember if he really was in love with a white woman or if he was accused of sleeping with a white woman or something. Anyway, white people found out that something with him and this white lady, and they killed him and, and <sighs> with bees or something. And I, I say this as someone who has never actually watched this movie. Okay, yeah, let's like, piece it together. <laughs> at best, I watched, um, I can't remember, I think it's called Death Count. There's like a YouTube channel uh that goes through horror movies and basically does all of the plots of these movies after they come out on home video oh okay yeah but it's almost like very like 20 minute versions of these scary movies so i definitely watched that so i understand the plot of it okay i've never sat back and watched that movie ever in my life i don't remember the year that the original one came out but i do remember that my uncles told me that if i wasn't in bed in bed and asleep by midnight that he was going to come and kill me and uh, that um <laughs> oh shit 
You know, that decided my relationship with this story. You know. Um, I want nothing to do with it. Um, excited for Jordan Peele and the girls. The casting looks interesting. I know that Tony Todd is in this one as well. And from the trailer that I watched, it seems kind of like the overall premise of the story is kind of straightforward. Yeah, I know a black woman is directing it, Nia DaCosta. Mm. So that's that's great. And it's also um, like but, surrounded in the the subject of gentrification because the original was got you because I did not shot. even watch the trailer. Niggas was like, "It's Destiny's Child," and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna just no, not after the Which, trailer." Y'all got me fucked up. That was hilarious. Was it? It wasn't for me as effective as I got five on it in the US trailer. Okay, that beat is actually quite sinister sounding and it just worked when i heard say my name in this trailer i busted out laughing (laughs) it was so on the nose okay (laughs) but whatever um the original is like based in cabrini green Mm -hmm. like a project project in in chicago and this one seems to be surrounded in you know the gentrification of that neighborhood and whatever else and it looked like i only saw white people getting the hook so he comes back and kills the white people good so it looks like he's gonna be maybe he's trying to possess um dr manhattan for the what's it yaya I don't know Yaya? his name. The, the, the fine nigga named Yaya? The fine ass nigga yeah, that's, from all of I the I don't things. know his last name. His name is just like a Yaya and he's fine. Abdul Mateen, the second of his name. Okay. God, that nigga is good. Looking. So fine. Um, yeah, it seems like he's gonna he's trying to come back through this nigga and possess him okay. to be the new that guy that oh. I'm not saying anymore okay. girl they started the fucking trailer with these white kids saying his name uh, five times in the mirror do you oh, know see, that no. I put my MacBook Mm-mm. on mute I know that's right bitch you're not inviting anything into my I don't my play home like that because I don't even play like that with Bloody Mary so look and that was another one that my family quite evil people my relatives <laughs> that, that was another one that was like listen your bedtime is nine and the doll will come you and know, get you. So, like, I need black parents to stop traumatizing their kids so that the children will be quiet. Oh, but that's just an old, like, a lot of, of cryptids and, like, the uh, Jersey Devil and all those, mm-hmm. mon- a lot of monsters in folklore and stuff is really just parents trying to get their kids to go to bed or behave. And they'll say the boogeyman will come and he'll eat your nose. But just, like, terrifying them before you want them to lay down in the dark and close their eyes just hey, look, seems I get counterintuitive. It. <laughs> just seems like, why don't you just go get that Benadryl and a little rum and, and drug them kids real quick. But when you're trying to have a little adult fun, when you think they're in bed and mm. they come knocking on your, your door <laughs> because they've had a nightmare and they refuse to sleep in their bed alone. Right. Then what are you supposed to do? What then? This is why parents are just tired and horny all the time. I had an uncle that uh, invited me into the room talking about, come look at the newest toy. Not Chucky. And it was Charles Lee. Oh, uh-uh. See, my irresponsible uncle did the same thing. I didn't watch <laughs> the original Child's Play until I was 18. And I forced myself to watch it in order to try and get over it. My uncle said I cried too much, so I needed to watch scary things. Oh, that makes sense. So, so I totally feel the logic. In because that. of him, I saw Chucky and I saw the Gremlins. And, oh, yeah, the Gremlins fucked me up. And too. I heard N.W.A. for the first time. <laughs> That well, was, the last part that seems was, pretty great. That was the uncle who put me on the easy. <laughs> I had never heard anything well, you know so what? vulgar in all my days. Balance. <laughs> That's what life is all about. I had never 
heard anything so crazy. But yeah, my mama was like, I'm going to stop letting you go over there because you have no business watching that shit. And she was correct. Um, Yeah, as fine as Yara is, as fine as Tiana Paris is, as much as I um, pretty much trust Jordan Peele in the realm of horror at this point, I'm not going. I don't have nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, no. I'm so very sorry. This is one that... Um, it just it has a, a unique place in my lore and I just can't see me getting through it um at all. You know, and I'm yeah. very single. I'm not sleeping next to nobody that can, you know, make me feel particularly safe. And Link will leave me. So <laughs> Link will be like, Oh, you a little too fidgety bitch. I'm going to another room. Um I'm talking about if so. if this motherfucker was to come out of my mirror and try to come. Oh me. yeah, Link's not gonna wait for Link you to get like, your shoes on. Oh hey girl. So I'm gonna excuse myself. Um good luck. I don't know. Right. Link's not gonna wait around for you to get your shit together. I'm so. lying on my bitch. My bitch hears somebody across the hall and is like, Come this way if you want to. She's so bitch. loud, but she is that big. Like, yeah. Like what? But she's not afraid of nobody. Well, uh, well, you know what? Okay, girl. Good best of luck to you. But yeah, I am I've already had to watch Jordan Peele's movies through my fingers and I'm happy for the black woman director, so I will be buying a ticket, but I I need to quit playing with myself. It looks like it could be really good, especially oh, yeah. for fans really of good. the franchise or mm-hmm. whatever. And maybe one day I actually will watch it. But honey, let me tell you something. I watched Get Out multiple times in the theater or own it on 4K. The same can be said for yes, us. Get Out is scary. I will purchase the ticket. Yes. You know, and I will, um, I will. not even use my imagination. But God <laughs> bless everybody involved. Mm-hmm. This seems exciting for horror fans. And just blackness and horror all together. Some of y'all really like scary movies and I don't get it, but... I actually like them a lot. I'm just not going to watch the ones that have trauma okay. embedded deep in my bones. Yes. And this is one of them. Important distinction. Okay. Well, best of luck. Um, Trini Carnival took place recently did you know uh i did know because tatiana posted some pictures on instagram of her and her i don't want to say outfit but i don't know what it's called <laughs> and her celebratory garb and her celebratory garb and is it fine. looked incredible okay um well i thought you were gonna say that maybe there was discussion for it in the promotion of the next queen radio because um was she there oh yeah was she oh, yeah okay guess what they're mad about she had a nipple showing uh, who would be mad about that she, Maybe she did, no. brought her husband oh yeah <laughs> wait am i right yeah you are <laughs> i'm not surprised that you got her so I'm fast fucking kidding. oh yes oh my god mm. why because he's not trini he wasn't supposed to come no because he was doing a little much and of, it, it oh, is really was. not that bad but i respect how aggravated the people of Trinidad were. Okay. Because basically, you know, Mama Miss Miss Queen yikes herself. Um was on one of them floats. I've actually never been to Carnival myself. Okay. Um, but that's mostly because I can only do so much social carrying on. Yeah, and that's a big all day in the street party. It is a big all day <laughs> in the street party and there's paint and there's feathers oh, yeah. and I want to experience it um for the first time soon. Um but yeah, just for 
clarification. Right. Um, but anyway, they were on this float. Nikki seems to be doing her best to have a good time. This is her lineage. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Kenneth, okay. on the other hand, couldn't give a fuck about this shit if you paid him. And um, he's basically just there as <sighs> his wife's security guard. Plus one, right. And... So is he like grabbing on the girls or something? No, no, no. Not anything that disrespectful. But Iowa George, who is like soca personified okay. <laughs> like a, a, an actual soca music legend okay like for probably before both of these niggas so he was like on the float with them i think he was just trying to get nikki's attention or something but kenneth was standing between the two of them and i mean this man uh sir george specifically okay. reached over in her direction just barely like nothing extra and kenny's did sort of like a an arm shove it wasn't anything too too bad okay. but it was like did it seem like most. a reflex like whoa don't no some like, hands are coming near her. Yeah, yeah basically that's okay. what it seemed like it was but the overall energy of carnival is about like freedom and fun and it's very like community centric it's very f- like a familial site sort of everybody's there to have a good time right. you know what i'm saying and jump up and down and dance and you know just have fun so he probably could have loosened up a bit mm-hmm. this man wasn't about to like put onika in a chokehold right and it's not like he was some random who was just like how dare you disrespect the queen like he's like literally the reason right. that the girls like, this are man here is a legend like, so like, like what <laughs> What? Yeah. That's like if somebody else's husband would have came to Barclays and shoved Jay-Z. Like, you don't, Sir. you're in that Sir. person. This is where I do this. Right. Like, this is, can you please calm yourself? But, um, all right. So I feel like I saw both sides of this. I totally understand why people were like, look, don't bring him mm-hmm. here ever again. <laughs> because, like, don't disrespect our icons. Like, like mama, both of y'all could have stayed at home if we're keeping it two bucks and a quarter. <laughs> they made so, it clear who they really gave a shit about when it like, came down to it. So, like... Okay. Anyway. Um, I heard Nikki did a great job on Drag Race, but I haven't seen it yet. It's on my DVR. I haven't seen it But honestly, that sounds like something Nikki would kill it. It, it sounds like something she would have done She would be so good already. at that. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm shocked to hear that she hasn't already done it. But, but they've, like, sort of been pinning down these big stars for drag race on just kind of the last few like i'm talking about like the gagas and mm-hmm. the minaj and yeah. like all of these other girls coming through jennifer lewis jennifer lewis <laughs> um so i guess you know now that it's on vh1 and they probably got a little bit more money in marketing or whatever they've convinced yeah folks like even onika to come through and participate yeah and what surely drove those contestants insane i can't imagine i heard she did like a verse or something did she that's what i heard i have to watch it's on my dvr i have to watch it but i just remember seeing the promo because you know they're all doing i pledge allegiance to the drag or (laughs) whatever which is so drag race it is it's a little corny but it's like okay girls right i get it (laughs) right i get it but i want to see these queens do nikki looks and are they rapping for their lip sync i would also love to see that you believe that they're going because they've done rap challenges multiple times already i can't imagine you go have Nicki minaj on the show Mm. and not make them rap i mean or they might just play grand piano you could not rap. Why would you even? Because Nikki has ballads, that. okay? I do rap, but I do sing. Onika issued an apology for the 
I guess, issue with. <laughs> wow, she never apologizes. What her happened? <laughs> I mean, it was very light. It was like, oh, you know, he don't know no better. He's just a nigga from New York. Oh, <laughs> it was something like that. Please forgive my American. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a mood. <laughs> but I guess after a while, she got over it and started saying that, look, this nigga ain't even on social media like that. He don't even know that y'all write and think pieces about him. I saw multiple screenshots of her talking about how she should just go and suck his dick. Because child, let me go suck his dick because I could never comment on a regular man this much. She also described the the dick in another comment on what? Instagram. She was having a great time. Um, so okay. needless to say, nobody right. cares. Um, on that side of things, while she was in Trinidad, she also donated twenty five thousand dollars to St. Jude's Home for Girls, as well as announced uh, announcing plans to build a rec center there. For the kids to have their fun. Great. And things of that That's nature. That's beautiful. So there were good things done in the and she went and donated this money in her under the sea wig. I live and I can't see what kind of handbag this is because it's blocked. But it looks j- like she went down there as Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. and handed them their money. So let's, you know. Yeah, good for her. Good for her in that, you know. Because you can. Yeah, making a difference for other people who like, you know, this is one of those things where a celebrity can just put a little bit of money and attention towards something that has a real effect on a lot of people's lives. So right. good for her. And and the Queen Rec Center, Queen, Queen Radio Rec. I need it. Is surely to be, you know, I the Dan <laughs> of Trinidad, if you will. You be sure. making fun of Queen Radio, but I really love that shit. I, when Nikki finally comes in the studio, it's a good time. When she finds it's 45 minutes of her DJ encouraging us to stay tuned. But once she gets there, it's great. I know that she'd be making y'all wait on purpose. Oh, she definitely do. She definitely do. I'm like, that bitch is right downstairs. I bet you anything. She having some fucking avocado toast. She don't give a shit that she's supposed to be on air right now. so good right now. (laughs) Anyway, Queen Radio is truly high quality um, entertainment. You should be listening to it. You know what? Next time there is one. <laughs> um, yeah, you could not even lie to yourself. Anyway, um, rapper Future uh, Senior fool <laughs> <laughs> accused his latest alleged baby mama of only getting pregnant in order to collect a check from him. I hate niggas. Um, as well as. Uh, claims that she refers to the child as check baby and that she also took fertility pills in order to um, (laughs) fertility pills get knocked up faster and easier Um, girl I also read on truth maybe zero that in these documents they have found that Miss Eliza Rain who's apparently a promoter Whatever. Okay. She only needs an alleged $450 a month in order to take care of this child. And so they feel like she shouldn't be asking for any more than that. Even though I don't think that's how child support works. Right. Uh, how how does he decide how much money she needs to take care of the baby? And then also the point is that the child is supposed to have the same quality of life with the mother and the father. So if one of you is making millions and the other is not, then... Right. That's what I'm assuming that... that I mean... I just, but this is just so niggerish. So she got herself pregnant here? Like she got... <laughs> how is this all her fault? Like this, he didn't nut at her. 
I'm that's yes like, like we would literally not be like, here nigga, did you had you just not fucked her we would not be here do you think you're like the world's first celebrity right like you think you're the first nigga with money it's just so confusing he acts like she she's she tricked him out of his sperm or something like you didn't know what was going on you didn't know that was pussy you was in what is this what are you really trying to say here this future? is why future and drake work together so often mm. so closely because any one of these niggas see each other. of sex chases or condoms. No, they don't. Oh, I have heard that about both of them, actually, that condoms are a no-go. So, I mean, it's like, what are we doing? Mm. It just don't make sense. And that's why I want Lori Harvey to just fuck around with whoever she wants to and not be claiming these niggas, especially niggas with eight kids by seven different hoes who don't even claim, you know, a good 20% of them children. Eliza had the following to say on Instagram. At this point, even I'm tired of hearing about the case. <laughs> Damn, go off, sis. <laughs> it's much easier to just be responsible, honestly. For the record, I have never referred to Rain, her child's name, as Check Baby. Others who have, others who dislike me have. People can claim, people can make claims all day, but that's a bit much. I love my baby and it shows, and that's all I'm gonna say. Y'all want to know what's strange? How is it that ever since I shut up and started filing, none of the details of those filings have ever made it online? But every other day, TMZ posted the ops sealed court filings word for word. Ooh. Because, again, they are gathering that she needs this $450 based on an affidavit that she filed. Um, so so she, she says she's she basically only saying, like, I just filed my papers, girl, and I just been waiting here for the judge to give me my damn money. Meanwhile, you claim that these court uh, orders and these filings of yours are sealed, but every day they clearly not me. right. What's clearly not. <laughs> Probably somebody from Futures Camp sending screenshots over to them niggas. I would not be shocked. But even if Mama was sitting at home in some La Perlas and smoking on a long ass Cruella Deville cigarette mm. and laughing, calling that baby a check baby, once again, nigga, you have. You been rich this. for yes. a long ass time yes there are condoms there are vast act armies <laughs> mm-hmm. there are all sorts of because you have plenty of kids already yeah. there are all sorts of things mm-hmm. that you can place in the way yep of situations like this flashlights how you could go you could just nut so many other places you could nut anywhere else but you just keep doing it inside of women and then you wonder why you keep having all these damn kids and you get mad at them for their bodies reproducing the way they supposed to do like you get mad at them for their biology functioning and it's just so confusing well anyway um <sighs> you could just take responsibility for yourself and your actions i read that he's finally been ordered to do a paternity test for this specific great yeah so i guess we will be getting to the bottom of it soon and you can go ahead and bang the gavel sir and we can move on from hearing about this shit and then we'll only have to hear you know subliminals in every one of his fucking songs right verses and all it'll be little (laughs) just dropping all this little you know misogynistic shit about these women like he didn't voluntarily fuck them i would also think that future would be like the first thing he would do is make sure he gets a DNA test for any woman who says that her child is his. Like, seems like that would be the very, like, I would be like, well, let's go on down to the Walgreens because they got them <laughs> kits where you can buy them and we could do this shit right here at home, bitch. Mail that shit in and they will email us. Uh, they will email Yes. Me. So, like, why are we bullshitting? Let's just go get it done. $40 right now. Um, Not long ago, we talked about actor Orlando Jones and his departure from... American Gods on Star. Oh, yes. Yes. His statement was uh, wild. 
Yeah, he basically just came forward, discussed his situation with them, giving him the axe and saying that um, his character, Mr. Nancy, was just going to make niggas mad. And that's not what Trump's America needs. And well, less mad, but more so uh, militant. Okay. All right. (laughs) And um, okay. (laughs) Yeah, you can scroll back. We discussed it. Yeah, I remember. And the bullshit coming from Fremantle. (laughs) Also behind America's Got Talent. Just wanted to throw that out there again. Ooh. Hmm. Now look at that. Orlando Jones (laughs) told Twitter that he, quote, got to spill some tea today. (laughs) And spill he did. This is really disappointing. And it took me forever to actually read it because I really like Ricky Whittle, the star of American Gods. Okay. But um, he apparently sent Orlando some DMs. Lord. And oh God, there's so many. I don't want to read all of this. But Orlando posts the screenshots and said, This person didn't call me in September when I was fired or November or December. Has my cell, email, WhatsApp, etc. This Twitter DM came after 1.9 million views in December before the SAG investigation. And so basically a rundown of these DMs that Ricky Whittle sent to him are like in a nutshell, he's saying, I tried to reach out to you. I'm hoping that you weren't the type of person who would ignore my number or whatever, whatever the fuck. But he accuses Orlando of using the race card rather than just calling it incompetence, what he is claiming the situation was. Um, and he mentions this race card several times and how he has been, or no, we have been, um, caught in the crossfire of Orlando's actions. There isn't really much specificity as to who the, <laughs> the network is yelling at all the blacks. Is, but that's what I gather. Yeah, that that's what I would think. still yep. on the plantation yep. are suffering because mm-hmm. of this one slave who's no longer <laughs> The nigga who ran them. away, right. right. So, um, it was very aggressive, but then also passive. So, like... <laughs> Honestly, people are Americans are really good at passive aggressiveness. Oh, well, this dude's British. Oh, okay. Well, people then. And mixed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, people then. But he just says, you know, I get you're angry. I get they cost you money. We totally had your back on the incompetence, but pulling the race card to incite public trolls is a bullshit tactic. And you know it. I'm proud of all the powerful ethnic stories we're telling this season. And yes, I wish you were still here. And he sort of goes on with that same sort of energy. Um, Black people saying ethnic is so weird. Honestly, I hope to remain friends. But I have to say what you're causing is upsetting. And I'm disappointed. (sighs) Orlando said back, so am I. That's it. (laughs) To this whole wall of text. Um... He responded a couple other times and was being nice, nasty, and weird. And again, it's just, it seems very much like a nigga who is removed from his blackness enough or just, I guess, cares more about his check than integrity, maybe. I don't know. Because it's like, first of all, who is we? Who are you just saying, like, other cast members, the black people who work on the show in general? You need to speak for yourself. Right. Speak for yourself. Because that's literally what Orlando Jones did. Right. You know what I'm saying? He spoke on what he did for the show, why and how he did those things, and how we got to the situation that we were with uh, him as fans of the show or whatever. So 
sending this message whatever after everybody starts getting dragged rather than hitting this man up after he got fired and we the public didn't even know at the time right and then when it's like you niggas <laughs> whatever the fuck energy <laughs> is going on behind the scenes yeah then you want to send this man messages talking about um i have to say what you're causing is upsetting and they got fired what right. the fuck did he cause he, he's causing problems because he's accusing these white people of being racist and so now the white people are putting the pressure on the rest of y'all and i thought it was really telling that he kept saying you know like we got your back on the incompetence thing but I just don't know where the race card is coming from like niggas love acting like white people are just incompetent or just lazy or just overlooking things or whatever instead of just saying you know maybe this shit is deliberate and maybe they are deliberately not giving a fuck or maybe they are deliberately doing these things like I just felt like that that part of it was kind of like the niggas left behind being like, okay, but can you just say it was this and not that so they can get off our backs when the real problem is white people shouldn't be on your ass for something that a nigga who don't even work on the show no more said. Like, why are they, why are y'all facing backlash? Why are y'all dealing with shit from the network or whoever because of what Orlando Brown said? I'm confused. Because white people, it's just it's crazy. And Orlando Jones was very specific in what he said and he was very particular with the wording of everything. Mm-hmm. So I, again, I also don't know how you would be caught in a crossfire of anything. I'm not an actor. Yeah. I've never worked on this show. I've only watched the one first season. Right. Um. So I don't, even really know what could be going on but i think it is safe to say that it wouldn't make any sense for you to be suffering any sort of consequences for something it doesn't sound like you were even involved in and you know it wasn't like right. you were frying bacon in the background in this video that he posted like, right and going yeah like it wasn't like <laughs> like so why should right, you it's not like you ever co-signed the things he said so i would just be like if i was online i would have been like you should take that back to whichever white people is breathing down your neck and leave me alone because <laughs> that ain't got shit to do with me why are they talking to you about the shit i did why is that your concern since clearly you didn't give enough of a fuck to say nothing before now. I mean, if SAG is investigating it, then I'm sure that they're probably asking loads of people stuff. Probably. And so perhaps like their okay. pressure for some of these people to say certain things or not say certain things or whatever. And they just don't want to face any kind of backlash when this investigation is over and they still got to work with these white people. But again, like if you weren't involved, if you didn't have nothing to do with the writing, the producing that man was doing, right. if you, you know what I mean? If that is a situation that is between or Orlando and these other specific people, I can't see what you would say or not say right. that would get you in trouble. Unless the whites wanted him to reach out like, hey, so have you talked to your color friend? Unless you- the truth of the matter is something that would really fuck with these people that are being investigated mm. and you know that you either gonna have to tell that truth and get your ass, you know, into the fryer yeah. with them mm-hmm. or lie. Well, everybody ain't willing to do whatever in order to act or be around white people or have commercial success or whatever. Like, so just because you, Mr. Ricky, are willing to bend over backwards to justify whatever's going on and, and trying to point the finger at Orlando for speaking up about what he felt was wrong or whatever, doesn't mean he has to feel the same way about it. So I just really feel like a DM here was very sloppy and stupid. <laughs> Again, this, this man says that you have like every piece of contact information. I would have hit up your text him. message, voicemail, email even, literally anything but a fucking DM the on social media. Got your WhatsApp. 
Like, <laughs> come on, nigga. Like, anything but that. Yo, yo, iMessage, just anything. It's ridiculous. But again, yes, it's like, you can say in all of these messages how much you respect what I did, want me to be back, and all of this other stuff, but you didn't have shit to say for months after yeah. I got kicked out, and you know what I did for this motherfucking show in the first place, but now that you could possibly be, you know, getting side eyes from these Caucasians you working mm-hmm. around now yep. you want to hit me up on a DM it's and a lot like, of niggas are like that a lot yeah a lot of people are willing to overlook shit in order to grow their careers or whatever and I applaud Orlando Brown for being like not me though bitch <laughs> Orlando Brown you sure <laughs> wait my bad <laughs> god damn it <laughs> god damn it Orlando Jones I don't know what shit Orlando Brown is on Oh my God, I love that his bio is still not Solange, (laughs) not the other Orlandos, not Jeff Goldblum in blackface, not most deaf. Oh wait, so what's going on with Sticky then on the Proud family? Oh my God, he was the voice of Sticky, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, well, that can easily be replaced. Maybe Sticky got shot. Now, you didn't have to do that. Maybe there'll be a storyline about how Sticky is unfairly incarcerated and black men are... I mean, I'm just saying, perhaps, you know, you never know. Or maybe that drama was just with Raven Simone, and so he can't be on that show, but he could still be on this no, one. No, I think that um, Orlando Brown's current issues far exceed just whatever with Oh, <laughs> okay. Like drugs? Because didn't he just the other day say that uh, Nick Cannon gave him head or something like that? Oh, I promise this happens, what? and I purposely didn't talk about this. We follow like, very different people. I did not see that at all. I mean, I'm the one who be scooping through the bowels <laughs> of the goddamn internet to find these stories. So, like, of course, Nick Cannon blames Eminem karma for Orlando Brown's oral sex allegations. What? So apparently, this is karma from his. He says this is karma for his shit with Eminem. I guess them going back and forth. Girl, so let's talk about Usher. Um. Oh, wow. He has a new album coming out soon, I think. Okay. And I can't tell if the album is meant to be called Confessions Part 3. Or, wait, when was... Walk me through the Confessions. So, Confessions Part 2, as far as I know, is a song, not an album. Right, but where was it? Which one was it on? Ooh, now that's a good question. Yeah. But Confessions Part 3 is apparently in the making. It was on Confessions, of course. So where was the first one? Maybe it was also on Confessions. But You know, it could have been both of them, like back to back. Confessions Interlude, Confessions Part 2. I... So Usher has an album coming out soon, um, which... I'm actually interested in hearing. I like that song that he has out with Ella May, I think. And I like the song that he did with Summer Walker. I did too. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, it's a really good song. It's so good. Oh, the UK edition bonus tracks. Confessions part one replaces track four on a special edition. There we go. I don't know. I know Confessions. Confessions. Right. Like, I know too. that one. Same. I don't think that I know anything about the rest of this or, or how that works. Um... Anyway, he was performing Confessions Part 3 for a a show live from the Cricket Lounge. Oh, I've seen this before. And um, 
Apparently, some people took some lyrics from this performance and assumed that he was making reference to his alleged herpes infection that he oh, allegedly right. passed on to some people. That, that was, was a crazy story. Yes. Um. Oh my god the the lines go. Remember that time I was sitting up sick, couldn't sleep in the middle of the night. You said, "Babe, let me take you to the ER." I said, "Nah, I'm gonna be all right." Well, the next day, I found out from fucking around that the sickness I had was life. And I was fixed with the decision to keep it, knowing I had to get rid of it. Rid of it, live with it. Oh. So, like, I know that that part, because I watched the performance, that he's singing that part kind of fast. But, okay. like, if you listen to it, that would make no damn sense. Yeah, um, not really. <laughs> Jermaine Dupree tweeted, I'm assuming he's producing this thing. Mm-hmm. I see y'all tripping. Confessions Part 3 is from a female's perspective. The song is about a girl cheating on him and getting pregnant by another man. She is then being stuck with the decision to keep or abort it. Now that he knows, should he stay or leave? Question mark, question mark, question mark. So that sounds... But I still... It sounds... That doesn't sound correct either. <laughs> I mean, it kind of does. I would honestly think it was more about herpes than a pregnancy. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because herpes is life. I found out life. fucking around that the sickness I had was life. Yeah. Like life long, I assume. You know, niggas just be trying to rhyme. You know what? <laughs> I'm just saying, whereas if... I didn't even think that. If you, right, if you're thinking about like a pregnancy and whether you're going to go through it or not, you could easily be like, okay, if you shop, assume shop, the and same done thing, with this. let me know, please. Because I promise you, I was confused as to how the people got that yeah. herpes out of it. That's what I thought he meant. Because, honey, if it were, if I felt that way, it would have been like, oh, so we are confessing. The- <laughs> <laughs> I thought that the second part was juicy. Yeah, that's, that's definitely where my mind went with that. But it is also still not like super clear but the whole part about having to adjust and and live with it you know or get rid of it well but see that's the thing you oh but see now now that is how the abortion part can make sense or maybe you know what never mind i'm putting too much thought into this (laughs) that you know i feel like they did not even put that much thought into it i'm interested in why and why the song exists yeah you know, maybe it's deliberately um, confusing or ambiguous so that you can draw whatever interpretation you want to from it. That wouldn't surprise me either. But it might be really good. Like Usher's music, for the most part, I do truly enjoy. So Watch part four, five, and six be like a movie on Zeus. We're not doing Trapped in the Closet with Usher. We're not doing that. Cancel it. Don't put that into the universe. <laughs> Please. I, too, am ready to hear this Usher album. I said no. <laughs> yeah. Usher was in Hustlers. That's very random and apropos of nothing. But what? I was watching Hustlers on the plane, and oh, he's in Jennifer it. Jennifer Lopez stripper. Mm-hmm. I only got halfway through it, but it was cute. I have no desire to watch that. It wasn't. And I've heard bad. almost only. I haven't heard anything bad about it. Actually, I've just surprisingly heard really good things about it. Yeah, Cardi plays herself. Um, <laughs> and, and and like I said, I didn't finish it, so I can't speak to the whole thing. But what I, up to what I saw was pretty good. But yeah, How Usher plays Lizzo himself as well. Lizzo, Lizzo and Cardi are both just strippers at the club, so mm-hmm. they have a few scenes, but they're not like stars at all. Okay, the story the story is not about Jennifer Lopez is definitely the star of that movie. Um. Megan Thee Stallion had a new uh, announcement slash discussion on Instagram Live. This one about some contract issues she's currently dealing with with her label, 1501 Entertainment. Mm -hmm. So we know that she has been um, working with Rock Nation uh, recently. And so apparently she says... 
that um, they went over some things with her within her contract with mm-hmm. her. Yep. And um, so I guess sort of put her on to some stuff she didn't know about because she said she was 20 when she signed the deal and didn't know what was in there, which is a common story for a lot of young artists. Yes. Unfortunately. And she says she went back to 1501 to try to renegotiate those things with no intention of arguing or leaving the label. And they were upset by the mere notion of renegotiation. Of course they were. So now (laughs) she claims they are stopping her from releasing new music because of that, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because no shade. They don't really have other super profitable artists. Yeah. So I, I don't know nobody else on 1501. I mean, they may be making, they probably will make banks just off of what Megan's done so far for a while, mm-hmm. but this just kind of seems dumb, but niggas are greedy. Yeah. Did you know that this record label is run by Evelyn Lozada's baby father? No, I did not. Yes. What? That nigga Carl Crawford is the CEO of this label. Is he the 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 grown girl's dad? The, her young, her son. Oh, the little one. Yeah. Wait, the baseball player? Yeah. What? Okay, yeah. this makes even less sense now. And I think he's from Houston. <laughs> oh, I'm so confused. Oh, well, let me stop before I lie on Houston. We got to go there in a couple of Oh, weeks. yeah, and they will fight you. I don't so even know where don't this actually do from. it. Born but- Houston, Texas. Okay, so then... Because I read something from Jay Prince saying that he's from Fifth Ward or something like that. Mm. I thought that this nigga was, like, Dominican. Yeah, I did, too. Maybe because he plays baseball, I just assumed. And, you know, so that's my bad. But. No, I, well, I, that's, I just looked at him. Yeah, so that's my bad. But, wow, how random. What a small fucking world. <laughs> Like so why so won't y'all just, why won't y'all renegotiate Megan's contract? Why are y'all acting like this? I think that, um, you know, they're probably just peed off at the idea of Rock Nation, the big fish. Yeah, um, coming, coming in. Yep. And, and, and encouraging <laughs> Telling Megan the truth, right. Go and get her life together. Yes. Um, Jay-Z was like, send your contract over to, to these attorneys and let them take a look at it and just let you know what it says in real words. But my nigga, this nigga's already, like what? Just. Right, always, already beyond rich. But see, I didn't trust 1501 in a while. Megan, Megan's, um, her little movie, that Fever movie was supposed to be coming out way what, what, last what year. Exactly. Where is it? It just feels like it looked like it was done. Every time she has like a huge moment or something is doing really well or whatever, they just never capitalize on it. And I just so I've been wanting somebody to to swoop through and manage her properly. And and maybe at the end of this and the smoke clears, that's where she'll end up. But yeah, I've been looking at these niggas side eyed for a while. So since she said that, I was like, yep, mm-hmm. suspicions confirmed. Niggas on some nigga shit. Because why not? Why right. not renegotiate that girl's contract? I mean, why you don't want... Why, <laughs> we need Megan Thee Stallion putting out more music. Quit playing. Nobody's playing with y'all on that end. Yeah. And like I said, like... And give us fever, bitch. What? Y'all did all that. Where is fever? What are y'all doing? Just get it together. This is a common thing for people to go ahead and sign young artists because they know that them niggas ain't reading. Or if they are, they're not getting their own lawyers to mm-hmm. read stuff or their own representation to read over this stuff. So you can put whatever the fuck you want in there right. in your weird legalese. And the yeah. next thing you know, when they are making you millions and millions of dollars and someone comes along and it's like, you know, you're supposed to be getting way more money than this, right? <laughs> of course, they're going to come to you and be like, so... 
Apparently, uh, this is you the guys way have like, been. This is a common thing. It is, and, I'm and sure she said she read out. it, but you know that there were things she didn't actually understand, which makes sense because it's in legalese. Right. Yes, exactly. They're meant to be like incredibly weird and and vague and broad and mm-hmm. use very very specific terminology and shit like that. Yeah. And any old 19, 20 year old, sixteen year old off the street, you put a contract in front of them, they're not going to know what the fuck right they are talking about. But if you you tell them, look, sign this and you're going to get your, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and we'll get you a deal. Right. We'll pay for your studio time and you whatever. Go. Yep. <laughs> and niggas just have a dream, you know? So I hope it all works out um, for her in the end for the best. Cause you know, Megan is one it. of my little They'll faves. Figure this yes. out. I don't know what's going to happen or how they're going to deal it, it out, out, but they're going to, and literally nobody has time for this because like, sweetie, who, who else is right. going to kind of demo? Uh, she's not. And so. she all not. <laughs> What are we doing? Y'all gonna get Zaza? Because otherwise we're not interested. Well, that's about does it for this week in Hot Tops, whatever I named it. We're gonna take a break and then we'll come back with letters. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code space eight zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. 
We're back, and it is now time to go through some of your listener letters. Yes, send your questions to asktherita at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. We got a letter from a therapist about the therapy question last week, you know, with the woo-woo white woman yes. and her crystals and shit. So um, this therapist says, therapists have an ethical duty to do no harm. And if they can't do a single intervention, they should at bare minimum do no harm to you in session. You are well within your right to fire her. And if you and Chris are correct, you don't owe an explanation. Report your experience to your employee assistance program because it is their choice on which providers they work with. And you can also request for them to intentionally search for culturally competent and diverse providers. Secondly, yeah. (laughs) Secondly, if you find a therapist that is not in network, you can ask them if they'll send a super bill to your insurance for reimbursement. Some therapists may work with you if they accept payments on a sliding scale and accept what your insurance pays for therapy claims with no out-of-pocket cost to you. I do this for my clients who have Medicaid because it's so hard for them to find someone who is black and Mm. accepts their insurance. Mm. Mm, mm, So talk mm. to the therapist and see if they're willing to do this for you. Mm. Thanks, Fear and Crystal, for being mental health advocates and helping to erase the stigma and this is Cache Thomas M.A. hope I pronounced your name right at Radiant Life Counseling and Wellness thank you for that I did not even think of that but yes there are lots of therapists who will work with you and and take the extra step of doing all that damn paperwork and yeah. shit and dealing with insurance companies which is a pain in the ass just because they know niggas need <laughs> fucking therapy yeah, so no, they will see if you find somebody who does sliding scale or will work with your insurance situation and best of luck to you great advice yes so let's get into the mess of the week this first question comes from <clears throat> Beulah well, her name is Rihanna, but I'm trying to figure out if I'm if that's like her real name or if she just I mean, it can't be. There's no way like Rihanna is the only Rihanna. But. No, not at all. Anyway, she says, I'm 25 and I'm currently in a relationship with a 30 year old man. I have no major complaints about this relationship other than my man still occasionally acts like there's only one person to consider and not to. Before we became exclusive, he would take random trips wherever he wanted whenever his life got overwhelming in order to, quote, feel in control and give him the illusion that he has some semblance of freedom and quote, which is his words, not mine. He would tell me about these trips, maybe 24 to 48 hours before they took place, saying things like, oh, I'm going to go to such and such place for a few days and I leave tomorrow. And that's it. My man has never been the type to plan, so I would never know any details except what time his plane left. And he would fill me in on what he was doing as he went along. This is very irritating behavior to me, but I've tried to let it go. (laughs) (laughs) And after we became exclusive, we made a pact to travel together more often. I don't hear a problem. Um, well, we were on our way to Valentine's Day dinner when he just casually casually dropped that he was going to New Orleans for Mardi Gras the next week. I swallowed my annoyance because I didn't want to ruin the mood for dinner, but I was pissed. I had previously mentioned to him that I've always wanted to go to New Orleans because I'd never been. And I especially wanted to go during Mardi Gras because who the fuck wouldn't? When I finally voiced my feelings about feeling left out of these impulsive travel decisions, he pointed out that we were going to go to Leaky Con in October. Do you know what that is? Never heard of that, but there are a million cons these days. Yeah. We're going to Leaky, like Leaky Faucet. Okay. In October, and that should be enough. We didn't reach a resolution that night, and I have barely heard from him since. I feel left behind and annoyed, and I feel like my boyfriend doesn't see traveling with me as a priority. Do y'all think I am overreacting? overreacting or am i justified in my anger please help my anxiety is kicking my ass with this situation leaky con is named after the leaky cauldron (gasps) 
Harry Potter? It's a Harry Potter con. Oh my God. In Orlando. Oh, bitch. Oh, I, you know, I've just been looking for a reason to go back to Harry Potter world. <laughs> oh, I've just what? been looking for a reason. I didn't, I don't know. I really expected oh my nothing. God. I didn't know what I was about to bump into. This looks really cool. What happens here? Harry Potter fans get oh together God. and they probably have loads of the Owl Post Registry. That's pretty exciting. And it looks like they're doing one in Denver in October. I'm not going to Denver in October. I'm going to Orlando. Denver got weed. I mean, when I bring my weed, so do oh, Orlando. Look at the cute black wizard witch baby. I know. On the look at the ba- Oh, okay. Well, that is cute. You know what, Leaky? Fun's up to y'all. But this looks fun. Yeah, it does look fun. I can't believe I've never heard of this. Right? The, the way I feel about Harry Potter, I cannot believe I've never heard of this, but. Okay, so okay, yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, so what should she do about her man who just takes these little trips and doesn't think about her? Now, when you were talking about how he would move around and travel before y'all were exclusive, to me, I'm like, what the fuck is this nigga doing wrong? He's traveling. Mm-hmm. He's not in an exclusive relationship. And he does tell you, hey, this is when I leave and this is what I'm doing now that I'm gone. I don't mm-hmm. hear a problem. The fact that he, it's not even the fact that he said, hey, I'm going to Mardi Gras specifically and told you last minute. It's the fact that he should know that you wanted to go right. to you said it. Mardi Gras and right. New Orleans specifically for Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. So for him to just be like, oh, I'm going next week. <laughs> cool. Like, what does he, was that like, was he trying to see if he wanted to go without asking you or was he just telling you he's going and you're not coming? Yeah. Was that supposed to be like your moment of like, Oh, I want to go. Well, I don't, I don't understand why, unless he's one of the types of people who literally just don't really listen when somebody who's talking stuff. I don't understand why he would tell you that without an invitation or even an implication that you can come. Right. And I mean, when she brought it up, it wasn't like, oh, babe, you're welcome to tag along. It was like, well, girl, we're going to the Harry Potter con. So I mean, like, even if he wanted you to come or was open for you to come, he should have invited you because y'all at this point are in a relationship, an exclusive relationship. Yeah. And he should know, like I said, that you want to go. So there shouldn't even be a thing where you have to ask. Mm-hmm. Um. So regardless, I think it's fucked. And I do also think that i mean however you want to move forward with this in um reaction to it is up to you because i think you have full reason to be upset i don't think you need to break up with him but i do think that he shouldn't um be surprised mm-hmm. if he gets a verbal lashing <laughs> or if he doesn't get a vaginal lashing for a while <laughs> if you have to put that shit on ice for a minute and new orleans oh i was gonna say <laughs> I was going to say, and New Orleans is just so great on top of everything. <laughs> you were going to rub it in? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was New Orleans during Mardi Gras, which I would not recommend. I was going to say, but I mean, you of know, all you the times go. to go. Yeah, I mean, I get it because it's like, where else are you going to celebrate Mardi Gras in the States? But New Orleans, I get it. But no. I, I would like to think, though, that if you want to go to Mardi Gras, you are already in the mind of, of someone that knows they like crowded crazy events right i mean if you've never been then you want to go on bourbon street see how ridiculous it is see thousands of people vomiting all over each other i can kind of get that but it's it's like i wouldn't recommend anybody go to new orleans for For the the first first time time. for mardi gras or essence or any huge event that takes over the city it is a lot (laughs) it is a lot going on the first time that i went to new orleans was perfect we went 
It was for a show. Mm-hmm. Was oh, I, I remember that. Yeah. And it was so perfect because it wasn't a special weekend or whatever. I feel like it was maybe a few weeks before Mardi Gras. Probably. Because I feel like I remember them saying Mardi Gras was around the corner. But it was far, like, but Bourbon Street was still real popular. Oh, yeah. There was still a lot of craziness going on, but mm-hmm. we didn't have to wait forever in a line at Popeye's right. or to go eat wherever the fuck. It was just, like, the perfect mm-hmm. time to go there. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I would say go any other time to New Orleans. <laughs> like, that would just be my recommendation. But I do see how this would be annoying as hell like I don't mind my nigga going on trips but if it's somewhere you know I wanted to go and I've also talked to you about like this whole you just up and leave and you don't consider my feelings thing yeah I think it's I think y'all can find a middle ground here without necessarily having to break up yeah I don't think think it's that deep it just sounds like maybe they knew hard headed or he doesn't listen or something I mean like because I I, again I don't understand what could have been going through your mind if you would have told this girl that you know wants to go to Mardi Gras that Mm -hmm. you're going and not invite her with you and like even if you would have a miserable time at Mardi Gras for whatever reason you deserve to find that out on your own you know what I'm saying with the nigga that you fucking together (laughs) I mean it's also a little suspect because who goes to Mardi Gras alone Oh, wait, so he didn't say he's going with friends? No, he did not say. He didn't specify. There's nothing specified here about going with friends. He tends to take these trips. He just goes off somewhere by himself, which right. leads me to believe it's some pussy in, in New Orleans that he was waiting to see again. Well, I'm just saying that's my first thought. Because why? Uh, who? Mardi Gras is so social. Maybe he just wants to see some titties and doesn't want her to be there watching him look at every areola. I guess. I mean, you can make friends during Mardi Gras for sure, at least for a night. Just but I just, you know, that part of it sounds a little iffy to me. So I would bring it up to him. Make sure he understands that you are really not fucking around about the whole not saying that he can't travel but like a little bit of consideration for the woman you're in a relationship with would go a very long way right and if he's still not willing to do it then you know what you got to do I agree because you can't make that nigga change for you okay right. next question comes from I'll I'll call her Gloria Gloria says hey y'all I'm a high school counselor at a school in California my sixty my school is sixty percent non black Latinx and forty percent black American. As counselors, we have noticed that the climate and culture of the school is not safe and encouraging for our black students. Latinx students walk around saying the N word with no consequences. Some black students have told us how upsetting it is, and it's clear that this is a school cultural issue that needs to be addressed. We brought it up to our administration and had a meeting to discuss action plans. Side note, the school only has one black counselor, but she has not been vocal on this issue, and I understand that is not her responsibility to always be the one to say something. Well, one of the action plans discussed was to try and eliminate the word from the school completely. I don't think we can or should tell our black students to not use that word. I believe it is in their right to use it. I don't think as a school we can tell them to not, but the administration wants to make it a policy for the word to not be used at all. Other action plans discussed are to educate our Latinx students and teachers on the meaning of the N word, which is crazy to me personally, I mean, and have them reflect on why they can't use it. I know this is a deeper issue because so many non-black Latinos use that word and do not care to learn why it isn't okay. There is colorism and racism and more isms in the Latinx community, and I will always be critical of my community in their ignorance. But as an educator who is not black, how can I advocate for my students who clearly do not feel safe at school? P.S. The one black counselor says we should eliminate the word for everyone because black people who use it have internalized racism. I knew God she damn. was that girl. Damn. I damn. Damn. You didn't even have to tell me. I 
knew it. I knew <laughs> They use the word have internalized racism and that is why they use it. I don't agree with her, but I also do not think it is my place to openly disagree with this black woman. You're on the right path. <laughs> Please help. So yeah, this is a Latina counselor at a school that is mostly non-black Latino, but a significant black population. I went to many schools like that mm-hmm. and I have literally seen people get their ass beat. Over that type of shit. Mm. I yeah. So what? What do you think? Do you think the whole just nobody should say nigga at school thing is a valid argument? I understand the complication in trying to like enforce rules around it Mm -hmm. or whatever, but I think more than enforcing rules, education should take proper and it's a school so there's that <laughs> so um, like this is the place for that but like yeah i think that there definitely need to be um more discussions and more lessons on the, not only like the history though because girl there's only so many times you can go over the history it's not that complicated like y'all know, you know what y'all, like, y'all know what's i up. mean it is but it's pretty straightforward mm-hmm. into, on you know why we have an issue with exactly it. but like more so the nuances of of it today and why non-black people feel like they should have the right to use that word anyway right even when a good percentage of those people really just like it because they think that it's cool and mostly because it's attributed attributed to hip-hop culture which is like the culture yeah you know and so a lot of people just do it like trying to be cool or just sound like whatever the fuck but there's no actual empathy sympathy understanding respect allyship when it comes to like the hard shit that the black community has to deal with and that really needs to be like that needs to be made to understand from people besides just this one um black candace owens ass counselor (laughs) you know it should be more people like yourself that are helping people understand that because they're going back home to parents that feel the exact same way and don't give a black ass fuck Mm -hmm. about any of us either so I mean, I don't really know what a school can do about who is saying it and who is not. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. just zip these kids' mouths shut. But they damn sure should understand the complexities of of the word and how it upsets people. Because I'm sure a lot of those non-black Latinx students have black friends, mm-hmm. a few of them, who don't give a fuck. So yep. they probably feel even more Latinos get a pass a lot of the time. <laughs> a lot of the time. A yeah. lot of the time. So, I don't know. I also lived around incredibly conservative and Republican Mm -hmm. Latin people that, like, would say nigga and also, you know, (laughs) wouldn't mind setting the yard on fire. Right. (laughs) Damn. Which is like, okay, so you're taking the word and you still just gonna beat our ass. Every bit of racist. Right. So. Well, I actually don't think it's a bad idea for the school to ban the word outright. I feel like most when I was in high school anyway, this was considered like a cuss word. That's what I mean. Yeah. So it was just like, even if you are black, you shouldn't be saying like niggas should not be something you hollering down the hallways yeah, or something you saying around a teacher. Right? Like, of course we language. said nigga, but like in our friend groups, like around each other, it wasn't, you know, something where we would have gotten in trouble for it anyway. Yeah, nobody something... was like in math, like James, nigga pass me that Right, pencil. exactly. It wasn't like that. So I do think... I think it it probably doesn't hurt, actually, to just be like, we understand that y'all are going to talk the way you talk, but there's we need to be careful that our words 
that words have that have historically been used to hurt people don't continue to hurt people especially young people who are just at school trying to get they fucking learn on or whatever like I went to a very gay positive high school probably the only gay positive high school in Oklahoma and even there like if 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 gay kids said faggot or dyke or something we would have got in trouble for that right. even though we were saying it to each other or whatever it's just like that is not a word that you need to be broadcasting around because you don't know who it'll hit and how it'll hurt right so i don't think that is necessarily it's not comic right view. exactly this is not comic view this is not tiktok y'all can do all that shit when you go home or you know like i said <laughs> just not being blatant like not hollering it down the hallways or but in see, class i understand understand a rule being enforced like y'all can't say the n-word because y'all shouldn't be cussing at school but what i wouldn't want to hear is shit like where you shouldn't be saying nigga as black students or whatever because of internalized no that is stupid like if that isn't the reason why (laughs) and i feel like you know intent behind these rules mm-hmm. is really important you know what i mean yeah it's because even when you're outside of school and you're living as an adult we'll be told that we shouldn't be able to say nigga because whatever black ass reasons is associated because of our internalized racism mm-hmm. or you know whatever so i just don't think that it's smart to start start sort of teaching these students that will like nobody should be saying it anyway because mm-hmm. it's really just destructive yeah that is some altogether. bullshit to me like, personally if you want to ban that word from the school because these niggas shouldn't be cussing anyway <laughs> <laughs> then that i understand but it doesn't even sound like that's what it would be yeah based on so i, I don't think the one black counselor should be the one writing <laughs> the rule or the justification behind it because i think sis is a little misguided um, on that part of it, but I don't see nothing wrong with telling all the kids to keep you know, controversial language out of the schoolhouse. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. But like the the teaching them the yeah basically having a, a smart discussion surrounding it with yeah everyone, i think is more important than whatever rules you're gonna enforce or not enforce. It's kind of like Noah knows that she can say nigga at home, but not at school. <laughs> Yes. Because her daddy explicitly told her, you and can say nigga at home, but you cannot say nigga at school. And so when she gets home, she's like, hello, niggas. But obviously she's not going to go to school with that shit because it's cause, it would cause an issue right. for black and non-black people. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And good luck to y'all. But good luck to y'all. Yeah, for real. Getting a bunch of teenagers in California, probably Los Angeles, to not say nigga. Even showing up for work. Right. The fact that you even clock in every day to do something with them kids, girl. (laughs) My hat is off to you because no thank you. All right. Let's move on. This question comes from... um, Let's do this one from Simon. Simon said... (laughs) Yeah. Yep, I did that. You did it yourself. (sighs) I think that my relationship with my parents, especially my dad, is undoing a lot of the work that I've been doing in therapy to heal myself and create better habits. I am 22 years old and a black bisexual man from a traditional Kojic family. Whole thing. I love my family a lot, but at the same time, I find it hard to practice being open and vulnerable with them because of their views on the Alphabet Mafia. After I graduated the from college, after I graduated from college, I moved back home since I couldn't find a job, and now I feel like I'm 17 again in all the worst ways. 
On the surface, it may seem like I'm being ungrateful because I live here rent free. I get rides to work because I have a license, but no car. My phone bill is paid for and I have home cooked meals. And outside of their religious views, my family is supportive in other ways. It's just the fact that they're both old school that makes it hard for me to feel like I can be fully open and honest with them. I try coming out, but they pretend the conversation never happened. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Yeah, Relatable. This is not shocking. <laughs> and act horrified if I even vaguely suggest that I am interested in anyone but a cis woman. I am doing my best to stay positive while I save up to get my own car and a place for myself, but I am tired of their homophobia spilling out at a moment's notice. I also worry that men would see me as having too much baggage to date, while women would find me disgusting because the biphobia be on elastigirl levels of bullshittery. <laughs> True. What? <laughs> How have y'all worked to reconcile your identities with familiar pressure? I would love to go back to therapy, but currently my insurance hasn't been reinstated. So the best I've been able to do is self-help books and positive affirmations. <coughs> Thank you guys for representing queer black people in media in a healthy and positive way. I just need some help trying to figure out how to deal with my family. Thanks, Simon. Um, well, self-help books and positive affirmations are not bad, especially if you already have a therapy foundation and you just need some help getting through i find them very useful yeah it's kind of like them therapy instagram accounts some of them are really really some good some of them are really good and they can help your ass a lot some apps <laughs> yes yeah yes so you can stick post-its around your bathroom like mary, <sighs> mary jane you could or you could just write on the on the mirror itself mm. it's just i don't know if your mama would let you do that in mm. her mirror but yes that can be done as well i feel for you because i too came out um to my parents in a in a way that meant they absolutely did not <laughs> it it wasn't quite like this but when they found out that yeah. i dated women they hit the roof and i just ended up telling them that it was a lie altogether and then had to come out again much later because it was like i'm definitely still fucking girls this yeah. whole time so i get that and like having a family that can seem so supportive in some ways but when it comes like down to shit that really matters to you they're just so stank and ugly about it that you can't really be close with them it's it hard yeah homophobia is so boring it's so boring and redundant i'm so tired it's just like it's like love and hip hop. Like, how much of this do we need? Like, how, when are we? Y'all still, still on that? Doing right. this? Um. Yeah, man. I don't really know because I feel like with my family specifically, I feel a bit more embraced, but I also we don't talk about it. It's not something that we <sighs> discuss. It doesn't feel like. It doesn't feel like an elephant in the room for me anymore because I think that my family at this point has made it very clear that they love me regardless. And I also, they've said very subtle things to me that make me feel like if and when I get to a point where I want to be like, okay, so I'm dating somebody or whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. How do we feel about these things? That it wouldn't be like a train wreck into a volcano into the last blizzard on earth. Right. Um, well, they were good about your boyfriend. Your boyfriend. They were good about your brother's white girlfriend, right? Yeah, but she was a woman. Well, I mean, but still, she was white. In my family, I feel like it would probably have been equally my called terrible. Me and said, "Look, it'll be okay." Like she was <laughs> right. She <laughs> when like, she prepared spoke to you. me, like I was going to be the one <laughs> that had an issue with it. Everybody else was just, you know, all mm. right and having a good time and whatever. But gotcha. my mom was like. I know how you feel about these things. Hashtag them. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> You're okay with this? Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know because I, like you say about like the, 
the difficulties or inability even to have a closeness with your family mm-hmm. because of something that's just so stupid. Like it, it shouldn't be a thing. Um, there's not really much that you can do about it. And if you've attempted to have like really open, honest, in-depth conversations about mm. this kind of stuff to have them just readily dismissed. I don't know what more you can do besides sort of just sever that part of your life from them or your life altogether from them. Yeah. Because it's like, what what point is it in filling your life and mind with toxicities that aren't yours? You know what I mean? Like they're, they're not coming from you and you're doing basically everything that you know in that point to sort of deal with it. I just don't like what's the point besides just yeah. again family obligations that we feel just based on the fact that we family and you and you can ask to be bisexual or to be these niggas kids right. so like what the fuck right exactly you can only do the best that you fucking can <sighs> and since you're back at home now it's like all of their shit is even worse like right trust me <laughs> trust me dealing with your family's homophobia is a lot easier when you do not live under oh. the same roof as them niggas you can ignore a lot when you only see niggas twice a year okay well you know what I'm going home <laughs> straight like that cause when I'm under my roof <laughs> I right. do what the fuck I want to do correct so uh, I'm sure you're doing your best to uh, get out of their home as soon as possible and that's probably going to be the best for you um the fact that you've already tried to come out and they were just so awful about it and and even now they still pretend like the conversation never happened makes me think that they're not going to be super receptive if you try to sit them down and be like for real I fuck niggas as well like I just don't think so I think you're gonna have to focus on keeping yourself as at peace and happy as you can while you're dealing with the reality of living under their roof and I wouldn't be really concerned about you know, men not want to date you because you have too much baggage or whatever. Like, as far as I mean, as far as sweet, <laughs> like, this is. I mean, it is baggage, but do you know how much down. baggage the queers have? I mean, <laughs> this is join us. This is very regular. <laughs> fucking, this is carry on levels of shit. Okay, this is not eight checked bags going internationally at all. There are anonymous groups. Mm-hmm. Now you will you will deal with women who are disgusted by you because of biphobia. The timeline is on fire. That will definitely happen. Yes, because of Love Is Blind and Diamond and Carlton. I'm just not going to do it. Well, I I fast forwarded because the show, like I said last week, pretty boring to me Mm. personally. But I did want to see how that how that played out i really wanted to see that conversation between the two of them yeah and i felt like carlton did the most when the girl didn't even come at him crazy like she just was trying to have a conversation and he flipped but but that is not to say that you won't come across women who are like uh nigga you gay no i don't want to be with you or whatever that will absolutely happen and i know a lot of people say well you know, lots of gay niggas told me that they was bi when they first came out. And then a year later, they was like, oh, yeah, I'm gay. My bad. I just said that because I thought it would be easier to come out happen. as bi. Right. And that does happen. That has been my experience, too. But none of the niggas who came out to me as bi and then later said, no, I'm gay, ever actually pursued me in the meantime. And that may be an important distinction. Mm. Like, if you say that you're bi and you're also pursuing women the same way you're pursuing men, then I just I don't see why people get so caught up on the labeling part of it when it's like if you're attracted to me, 
you want to fuck me, you want to date me, then I don't really care who else you're attracted to. But that's too much like right. And it just makes too much sense. So, yeah, reconciling my identity with pressure from my family has really just been me getting the fuck on out of there. Because I was never going to be able to change them. And even now, like my mother has come a thousand miles, but <laughs> there is a certain level of of um, damn, I hate to say closeness, but there really is like there's some shit I just cannot be open and real with her about it because she cannot handle it. Yeah, I think about that sometimes. Like if I'm ever in a serious relationship with someone and like even though like even when I dated and like experienced my first ever heartbreak, mm-hmm. I couldn't talk to my family about it. And it was the worst. It was the worst thing ever because I was like, I'm dealing with emotions yep. I've never dealt with before. Yes. And they're seriously like fucking up everything. And I'm in y'all's face and face every second of the time. And sometimes I would be so clearly like her and my mother would notice and ask and I would, you know, and but I was so dark right. all the time anyway. So it was probably like, what is it now? <laughs> but like, I couldn't, you know, yeah. have those conversations. And so... I, I totally get it, but I think that it's something that, like, again, yeah, A, in living on my own and experiencing that part of my life in my own means, um, it's sort of gotten me to a place where I can make peace with that. Where it's yeah. like, if we get to a point where I am serious with someone and I want to bring it to my family and they don't deal with it well, A, I'm going back to my house. B, <laughs> <laughs> like, so important. B, I'd like to think that whoever this guy is is probably going to understand the difficulties and the, you know, complications of homophobia in families and mm-hmm. things like that because right. gay. It's peanut butter and jelly. Right. It's not like These, you know, Right. Your nigga is going to be like, "Well, do you have time because we could pull up a chair and talk about the shit I have been through as well." And tab two country country as Jamaican parents, like, I think I'm blessed to still talk to them. You are. So the fact that they know you gay and they still speak to you sounds me, kind me, of miraculous. See me and are happy to. It's uh, it's <laughs> wonders never cease. Mm, so yeah, you know. But at the same time, like, I don't think that, especially in the place that I'm at in my life right now, that I would be putting too much um, effort in trying to change their minds or convince them that I'm like worthy of a certain level of respect that my siblings may yeah. get from them because they're straight or whatever. You know what I mean? And I, it's just. It's fucked because I feel like it's easy for me to say A because of my circumstances and B because I don't give I don't really like nobody anyway. But at the same time, I totally understand how complicated and hurt hurtful it can be because it's your family. Yeah. So you want for it to work and make sense and for all the pieces to be hidden. But if it's not in your control and there's nothing you've like exhausted every option you can think of to mm-hmm. make it right and you're just hitting a wall every time, like what is the point of beating your head bloody when these people are doing just fine, not giving a fuck about what you're talking about? Yeah. Well, you could go and live your fucking life and find your happiness with the tribe that you've decided on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And wrap up yes. your story with smiles. Yep. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, like, yeah, no, that's very real. Like I'm thinking about it and Family pressure also influences the way we act in relationships. Yes. It really does. Like for the longest, I would say, you know, I date women, I sleep with women, but I'll never marry one because Mm -hmm. I could never take one to my family. I could never like start a family with a woman and have my family be accepting of that. And I still think that that is true. Like, I still think if I actually brought a woman home and was like, yeah, this is my bitch and we finna, (laughs) we finna build a life together. I think some of my, 
cousins maybe would surprise me and be supportive, but a lot of them would be like, okay, well, don't bring that gay shit around here. Like, you know, won't do that bullshit. So, but I am at a place now where I can say, okay, well then I'll guess I'll see you hoes for Christmas and that's it, you know, and that'll be that. Me and my wife are going to go home and live our life. Would just splatter the walls. Yes. And stay you know, I will ruin their like, children, you know. Just coming around <laughs> with gay shit. Yeah. So, but I have gotten to a place where it's like, I'm not going to change my life or who I love because y'all might not accept it. I'm not going to sacrifice my happiness so that you niggas won't be disappointed in me. Y'all just going to have to get over it. And if you can't, then me and my wife will be wherever we live, raising our kids and having our life. And, and it'll be your choice to not be a part of that. It'll be your ignorance and your parents, Simon, will have to deal with the same thing. If they push you away and you are pushed away, then they will just have to deal with the fallout of that. And if they want it to be better, then they will get over their shit and and support you as their son. Yeah. Fully and completely. And you deserve that. And you don't deserve anything less than that. So good luck to you. You know, you're only 22 and this is hard and and life is hard. So you're going through a lot, but be gracious with yourself and good luck with dating because it is an absolute shit show out here. Nobody's having fun. Okay. That wraps up the questions for this week. Send yours to asktherita at gmail.com. We'll be right back. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Okay, so we're back and it's time now for the read. It is. Do you want me to go first? I shouldn't take too long. Okay. So two things. One, I want to discuss all of the angry Mary Elizabeth James that found themselves on uh, the site for the Honey Pot. I was going to talk about this. Oh, was that yours? <laughs> well, I have another one too. I have two others. So okay. Well, the Honey Pot is a brand, black owned, um, and it was featured in a Target commercial called Founders We Believe In. It's a brand of feminine hygiene products. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically it was a short 30 second, uh, ad with this woman, B. Dixon, mm-hmm. who is, first of all, so pretty, but she's talking about how it was really hard for her to start the business, to get into stores and things like that, and how Target was so helpful in getting them, um, into retailers and how well they're doing right now. And she says at one point, um, Towards the end of the ad, the reason why it's so important for Honeypot to do well is so that the next black girl that comes up with a great idea, she can have a better opportunity. That means a lot to me. So white women showed up to review the Honeypot in droves. Mm -hmm. And of course, they did the very Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic-esque behavior of downvoting or just giving very low scores Mm -hmm. um, to this company, uh, calling for boycotting and, and saying that the ad target and the company are racist oh, and they hate white people. <laughs> and why do we have to talk about the girl's race? Her skin color totally doesn't matter. Mind you, this ad came out in Black History Month. Yes. Yeah. I realized that y'all never give a fuck about that. You <laughs> probably don't even remember what month it is half the damn time. And we haven't really had a great one in a while. Yeah, that's true. So 
maybe you just lost your marbles on that one. But there was, first of all, even if it was in fucking July, right? How can we really overlook the difficulties of someone Black starting an Mm -hmm. independent business and finding success in it? Right. Period. You right. know what I mean? So her saying that it shouldn't even matter when the fuck it was, but girl, it was in February. That's why the fuck. <laughs> Furthermore, <laughs> damn near every other coochie hygiene product that you can Say find it. <laughs> will be owned by someone Caucasian. So I don't understand why mm-hmm. y'all have a problem with this black girl saying that, you know, I really want for my company to do well so that other black women can feel inspired and empowered to do, you know, well as well. Yeah. Or I can put black women. Like, I don't know why white people are so allergic to like the word black, Man. the word race, racism. Just threatened. Like, how do you? And we can't be racist. We can't be racist. Like, that's a whole part of what this is even about, Liz Eric. <laughs> Nobody's don't have being the yes. power to be racist. Nobody's being racist when they say, I want black girls to have an opportunity. How is that racist? You would have to have a racist mind to to think that that means white women are trash and shouldn't have nothing. It's just like whenever a, a black person points out the specific struggles of being black, mm-hmm. white people here will you know, fuck everybody else. Yeah. Or they just don't hear themselves. Like, I don't understand. It's like you, you didn't even have to get good grades in history to understand like the basics of why we are where we are. Mm -hmm. And yes, we've made tremendous, you know, progress from cotton till now. (laughs) I mean, yeah, if you want to reach back to cotton, then yes. I mean, I'm only, but that's, that's like, I'm only going back to cotton being generous. Vastly different. (laughs) I'm just saying the girls can have a company. Yes. True. Um, so I just feel like, you know, fuck each and every single one of y'all cowards for going on there. I know that a lot of people when, you know, black social media, Got wind of this. A lot of folks went over there to try and balance out the bullshit. And I feel mm-hmm. like even um, Trustpilot yeah. had issued some sort of a statement about basically. Yeah. <laughs> They've limited it now. Like, okay, you hoes are over here fucking up. Um. So, yeah, I just thought that entire situation was really ridiculous. And it doesn't make any fucking sense to me that black people can't even just be like, you know, what? it's hard being black, but we got this. <laughs> Without white people right. being like, fuck that. What about how hard it is being why? <laughs> right? It's like, girl, either buy the pussy wipes or don't. Or don't. <laughs> but like, it's a cute name. The honey pot is an adorable name for vaginal maintenance products. And, and I actually bought some because of that ad before right. the white people had started like wilding out. I was like, oh, okay, Target, you know, and I am not one for those types of products normally, but the woman had created it after she said like the ancestors had told her what she needed to put in her pussy because she had BV for like six months or something. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm not mad at this and all that, but I also was just not surprised to see white women just fully mount up and do what they do best, knowing good and damn well if Gwyneth Paltrow had made something called Honey Pot, it'd something. be $300 for a two-ounce bottle of wash, and you yes. hoes would have it sold out. Yes. So please. 
Save it. Please. And you know, it's nothing but a whole bunch of like house moms. You know it. That do, do nothing but scroll down there. You damn, know it. Like YouTube and am- the whole front page mm-hmm. is just Target and, and fucking Crate and Barrel. And they're just <laughs> looking at whatever is coming new. And then they had the nerve. <laughs> put this Negro wench on yeah. their fucking timeline That's talking right. about black women and empowering the next one mm-hmm. after get this, get this racist <laughs> we don't want this shit in our goddamn YouTube uh, not in Trump's America because one thing about our president is that anyway um, yeah. so that you also, hoes and calm down. I really just want to say, white people, we get it. You don't get cold. Bitch, it was 55 degrees when I left the house. And I walked out. I walked by a dude walking back in from, like, taking his dogs out mm-hmm. who had on, like, a racer back tank. No. And coochie cutters. Shut up. Sweetie. Sir, it is not warm. It's not. It's not freezing. It's and not, I'm glad. Right. But it is not hot out here. It isn't here. below zero. It isn't today. hot out but here. But you are doing the <laughs> fucking most. <laughs> I'd be so goddamn tired of these bitches going jogging and shit Listen. and motherfucking speedos when it's 47 nigga. We get it. <laughs> they be Good waiting. For you. <laughs> and also, I just wanted to remind everybody that Donald Trump's a real idiot. Like mama said that nobody has corona. It's not a thing. Oh my God. Um, no I, one has died. I saw that and I was just it's like, so you're just news. lying? Like, what is the point of lying about that? Right. And then like Mike Pence is in charge of this shit. The same Mike Pence who like made the HIV crisis in Indiana worse because he's so bad at handling things. I just, this seems like a bad idea. We're all fucked. But yeah, Donald well, Trump is a dumbass. That's it for me. Um, okay. Well, yes, I was going to talk about white women wilding out about the honeypot. I also want to talk about something that happened in Oklahoma City, of course. Thank you to everybody who um, tagged me in this story because you don't know nobody else from Oklahoma. Mm. <laughs> understandable. Yeah. So um, there is a high school in Oklahoma City. It is called Harding Charter Preparatory High School. I never actually heard of this school before, but I have heard of Oklahoma Christian University, which is also in the city. And apparently lots of schools come and do, you know, recruitment things at this high school, which yes, probably happens in most high schools. However, this recruiter who came um, to this black preparatory school had all of the students line up according to skin tone excuse said at first said my nigger pardon said let's play a little game okay everybody line up from darkest to lightest skin complexion and say okay who's gonna line up the fastest and then i guess these kids actually participated which blows my mind but then told them to reshuffle again and said nappiest hair in the back and straight hair to the front you lied to me i wish i was so the kids are like at this point teachers are leaving teachers are crying and talking about how fucked up this is and whatever else and i really would have thought that the school was going to deny it or that oc would deny it knowing what i know about oc but the white principal of this school issued a statement and was like yeah we're not with the dumb shit we're not with with nothing that would make our students feel like it's something wrong with them for the 
parts that they have and the way that they look is just like so gross and ugly and unnecessary and what was the point was it supposed to be like okay the further you are to the back the less you'll fit in at OC because that was really what she was saying like as far as I'm concerned and that was actually probably the truth but just so stupid like who does this is this not I'm sorry this is recruitment right like you're trying to get kids to come to college can we look at can we filter this out by like test scores maybe or academic interests or even kids who are super Christian whose parents want to keep an eye on them like anything else other than line up from darkest to lightest and nappiest to straightest hair like I just don't even know how a white man I'm so confused I would be I would be confused but it's Oklahoma and so I fully get it and so I fully get it I'm glad that this recruiter has already been fired even raggedy ass OC knows that that is not the kind of um, press or promotion that that school needs and I hope every last one of these children finds themselves thriving at a school that is not that one I'm just sorry that Oklahoma had to disappoint me yet again with dumbass bullshit ass shenanigans like Mm. please please And for my other topic that I wanted to talk about. So people are really trifling, right? Niggas are trifling. What? I don't. Yes, they are. So, so this past weekend, I've been seeing some friends. I was in Houston for Curtis's funeral and I've seen some friends that I haven't seen in a while. We've been talking and catching up on stuff. And two of my friends have told me these stories where they broke up with an ex and then at some point, their friends started fucking around with their ex and didn't say shit to them about this it. This is why you tweeted Yes, that. it is. Yes, it is. Because all weekend long has been bothering me <laughs> and I just could not. It was like, I, I have to let my annoyance about this out. I do not understand how you can call yourself genuine friends with somebody else, start having sexual relations with your friend's ex and not say nothing to your friend about it. I don't. It has nothing to do with community dick or pussy or that's your ex so it don't matter whatever else and everything to do with the respect that I have for somebody that I call a fucking friend if I I, if I call you a friend which is a strong word but if if we have used that word with one another I am absolutely not going to drop draws for your ex without your explicit approval or or a general bitch I don't care fuck that nigga if you want to there's just so many people to fuck on the pla- face of the planet yes anyway. there's so many so I don't even know why we need to but like there are some people that will be like oh girl get yours I don't give a fuck yeah I mean so. and one of my friends was like the thing is like if she had came to me and been like hey I wanted to fuck your ex I would have been like okay girl have fun on that dick you know but instead this friend was sneaking behind her back has still to this day never said nothing to her even though it's been going on or was going on for years and them niggas was fucking off and on for god only knows how long and it's only because other people around her knew and was like nah you're not finna be playing with my friend in her face like this that she even found out about it and then another one the bitch just turned around and started not just fucking her ex but them niggas is in a whole ass relationship now moving in together and everything it's like so you was just never gonna say nothing to me your alleged friend about the fact that you found solace in my niggas dick really just not so that just meant nothing to you 
I don't know how y'all shit on people that you claim to care about like that, but it's really fucking ugly. And you can come up with whatever excuse you want to about, oh, and people are just too much and you're too possessive and you're too this. <laughs> or you could just not be a dick and talk to your friends about what you're doing. The fact that you don't say nothing to me is how you know you dead ass wrong. I mean, yeah. If you felt like it was nothing wrong with it, then why you wouldn't say, oh, yeah, girl. So I saw your ex so at the club and the, the bulge was looking right. With, I just couldn't. Are you like, like over that myself. nigga like it's just it's a simple thing like that it just seems like it would be better than being a trifling asshole but that's how y'all are and uh i'm not standing for it so that's well, it and that's all be less trifling to people that you claim to care about and that's how i'm gonna wrap that up Alrighty. Well, I was actually this read this week going to do a read on um how the reboot we deserve is a reboot of The Last Airbender live action. And that way we could just put to bed forever that absolute steaming shit show that M. Night Shyamalan gave us whenever the fuck ago. And I was going to go into how basically shit like this happens all of the time for the reason that reboot I mean, like Terrible adaptations like that happen all the time for the same reason that we are being blasted with five new reboots every single week. Because white people who really don't give a fuck about a lot of the mm-hmm. source material anyway are just looking at numbers and spreadsheets and stuff and giving out money based on that. And that's probably why the first one was terrible because Nickelodeon probably sold the rights to whoever, I don't know what studio, Paramount or somebody probably, mm. and was like, here, this is that this show that's been getting great ratings for this. So let's just make a movie version of it. Nobody gave a fuck about who any of the characters were or what the show was about. And they gave it to the nigga who made signs. And then he just, oh it. Lord. And I'm just like, you know what? We need and deserve a last airbender reboot live action because a, the first one was ruined, and B, y'all keep rebooting the fuck everything else. And then today I found out that they're doing it. Oh, they are? Well, they're doing like a live action series, I think, on Netflix. Damn, this other one only has two stars. Wow. It's everything that could be bad about a film is bad. Damn. It is just awful damn one of the biggest things are the, the complete whitewashing of damn near everyone and then um everything else <laughs> <laughs> the effects the writing oh, no. the acting the fact that they pronounce names wrong on purpose for no discernible reason what? it just fucking sucks and it's literally based on one of the best animated shows in the history of animated shows ever so I read today that the creators of the show said we're really excited to get back to and, and do what we envisioned from the get-go <laughs> and to not have a whitewashed cast <laughs> and to actually be diverse and it's going to be great. And so, and if it's going to be a show, that mm-hmm. means they could do like rather than doing a trilogy based on with one movie based on each season because there's only three seasons of the show. I think each season is maybe 10 or so episodes. That means they could do like a live action show instead. We can get more without, you know, the Harry Potter situation with you where they cut out all of these things that were in the book. Those movies are so bad and you will never change my mind about it. I just can't accept it. It's so bad. I just won't accept it. Your childhood brain doesn't know any better, but they're very, very ungood. Sorry. (laughs) They're not. How come, I've never seen The Last Airbender, but how come when I hear that name, I think of Beyonce? Because of... You did this to me, I know. I just don't know why. did this. (laughs) The Standing on the Sun video was her announcement that she's the, the last airbender. She's the avatar. 
So the avatar is a person like who can basically bend, control, manipulate uh, all four elements. Oh, okay. And so like they're tribes. <gasps> like Frozen 2. I haven't seen her yet. Oh. That feels like a spoiler. Um, but <laughs> Not really. The, there are like these different tribes, four different ones, one of earth, one of water, one of fire, one of air. Mm-hmm. And I think every generation or so, there's a an avatar who can control all four. And in the first And that season, was Beyonce. Yeah, because in the Standing on the Sun video, yes, she manipulates the water and the air, fire. Water, and fire, the- and earth. She did it on purpose. Mama let you know that she's the one. So the fact that I was just like, okay, the last airbender is a Beyonce thing, but I do not know how. They even have like edited, you can go and watch like the original pretty iconic intro to Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. And they remade or they like edited the Standing on the Sun video to sort of match it. Yeah. It was just the f- moment that I saw that the first time. And it was like an H&M commercial. Yeah. Oh, like, yes. Remember it was an H&M commercial. She did like do all that for Standing song. on the Sun. And yes. it was... Man, I will never... That woman is something else. Beyonce has played right in our faces so many so times. And I'd just be like, I would love some more if you have it. Please But you should try watching extra. Avatar. You think so? The Last Airbender. I think you might like it. You said that about Sailor Moon and I... It's, it's we never... That's different because Sailor Moon is just a classic cartoon anime but I fully understand why you may not be able to die why you couldn't die because yes Serena was stupid she was or Usagi whichever side you want she She yes very dick dumb but she was also a teenager and um and they lived in Japan but had Jersey accents America did that. Okay. That's not Japan. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not blaming Japan I'm just saying what I saw didn't make no sense Avatar The Last Airbender is actually... You might actually like like that show. It's really good. And then... Okay. They did a sequel series. See, they didn't even reboot it or say, let me just go ahead and do a new <laughs> event or pick it up. They left that perfect story right in all of its perfection and then moved on to a spiritual successor, The Legend of Korra, made the Avatar woman, made her a badass and queer and a kick-ass bitch and sickening. Oh, okay. So she could it could be a new Avatar show that isn't the Avatar before, and it was also good, bitch. Oh, this one has eight and a half stars. You know, Legend that of series just deserves. Both of them are great. Wow. I wouldn't mind, you know, them wrapping up an, an Avatar live action show a few years from now and then giving us a live action Korra. I also wouldn't mind them doing another animated sequel that with someone else that's an Avatar. But um, really great, very culturally um, and color-ish, colorishly diverse. <laughs> okay. This says that in its final seasons, Cora became too dangerous and risky for Nickelodeon to air. Does that sound right to you? Because Mama was gay or bisexual oh. and she kisses a girl in like the last episode and the parents were like, no, my goddamn Nickelodeon, what Whatever. happened to Hey Arnold and all of the good old times when we would just sit back and watch Rocco's Martin oh, I could not. I could not they with legit, Rocco or Ren and Stimpy. I hate, they were so gross. So gross. They, I feel like they put the last few episodes of Cora like on online only or something like that. Like mm, the parents were not having kissing that other bitch. Damn. And when she, when it was going that route, I was like, no way. This just seems like to fan fiction no 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 it was indeed going that way yes she was fluid <laughs> so huh, well justice for Cora I hope they bring all that you should watch back. it yeah I, I mean I probably will 
I think it's I may, all I may. on Netflix. I'll find on it. Netflix, Probably not. It's good. But I'll find it. Okay. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Check us out on social media at This Is The Read. Our website is thisistheread.com. Tickets to our upcoming spring tour live shows at thereadlive.com. Any news for you this week? Um... No. Okay. <laughs> no, same old, same old. Um, we were on the road starting at the end of this month, first in Dallas and Houston, and we will see you in LA the week after. Oh my God, it is already March. I was like, no, it we is. ain't going nowhere. But nigga, yes, we are. Yeah, we are. It is March. Yes, it is. I'm counting down the days every second of my life. Oh, wow. Um. So yeah, we've got other shows Coming up after that in Chicago, Detroit, and Atlanta, I believe. Yes. So you can go and find tickets for that on the Read Live or other places where we have to. The links are on my site. Oh, yeah. And um, and I'm sure Alex has them on Instagram. Y'all yeah. know she loved that Instagram. So. so if you want to come see us be niggas in person, <laughs> there's that information. And I think that is it for yeah. us today. And don't worry if you don't have nobody to come with you. You can make friends at the Read Live. Yeah, it's very much a, it's a an open space. Yes. Except ain't nobody asking you about your weight or your nigga. <laughs> right. Or your bills. <laughs> exactly. So, so, you know. Think of it like a family reunion yes. without uncles. All right. Come have fun with us. And we'll see y'all next week. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.